0: Hello and welcome to the What's New in Adaptive Physical Education podcast. Um, This is going to be a little bit different or a little bit off the beaten path of what I've been doing as of late, where this podcast is going to focus on two things, my Shape America conference experience, as well as a textbook uh, that was given to me uh, by Human Kinetics called the Developmental and Adaptive Physical Activity Assessment, the second edition. And I'm going to do a quick book review as well. And uh, this podcast is going to be a short and sweet one. I felt like I needed to come back from the conference and share a little bit with what I gained from it to my viewers. I was in Nashville this year, and this is my third time going, but I go to conferences, you know, big ones and smaller ones, uh, you know, a couple times a year because that's kind of where my career's going, but um, I really must say that this was one of the best ones I've been to for myself personally for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, first off, I really enjoyed the presentations I got to go to. I was also in a beautiful location. There's a variety of things there, um, there's some that focus on all these different topics of, you know, adaptive physical education, different activities, different equipment, legislation, advocacy, teaching styles. Um, You know, but I went to, I'm going to be an assistant professor next year. So I went to a bunch on, you know, teaching in a faculty role. And I learned a lot. Um, I did a really great one on making learning outcomes and state curriculum and state benchmarks and making those more applicable to us as a profession, um, and a lot of the critical strategies that we use and thinking skills that we use to actually that we want to embed in our teachers to really analyze those things and understand them and use them and assess them uh, properly. I really enjoyed that. I went uh, to one on um, I went to one on the Exercise Buddy uh, on Exercise Connection and how they're using different apps uh, and technology to work with kids with autism i've uh, seen that one a few times i went to a few on inclusive activities uh learned a lot and i saw some videos and i saw some different activities and i'm going to bring those back into and teach my students as well so those types you know those types of presentations for the professional development world uh, for teachers is very applicable And there's so many things and you see so many things from different people at that national level because you're, you're looking at people from, you know, you're getting people from all these different states, all these different things. And yes, you might see a few things that you've seen before, but a lot of it, you're going to see a different perception as well as I got to say, some of the biggest things to me was just going there and feeling invigorated, um, and seeing stuff and saying, oh my God, like, look what the passion that these people have, look at what they're doing and, feeling that passion, you know, just kind of go back into yourself. Um, I also went to, I presented myself a poster on social media use um, in our field, as well as I went to a lot of research presentations and I really enjoyed it. Felt like some really good research was going on. I saw, uh, you know, some great things that were, you know, focused on what is the state of our undergraduate and graduate programs for adaptive physical education. I listened to some uh, as well that were focused more on uh, self-efficacy of PE teachers working with specific um, children with disabilities after they've had some certain types of interventions. Um, I saw a bunch of uh, different research pieces as well. and But the part I really wanted to focus on, and this is why I felt so driven to, to make this and to reflect a little bit more on the podcast and use the podcast for myself as a reflecting tool, was just the collaboration and the networking and the friendships that I've seen myself um, start to really have at SHAPE. And, you know, I've been in the field a few years, and I've been to SHAPE now about three times, but I've been in a lot of state conferences and different APE conferences as well, and I really have feel like I've I've made a little connection with so many people. Um, this is the first year at, at a shape where I walked around and it seemed like every corner I knew somebody and I had a connection with somebody and I had these really great in depth conversations with people about what's going on with them, what's going on in the field, what why are they driven to be here, why are they, why do they do what they do, and those conversations um, really really pushed me and made me reflect and I haven't stopped I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since I've gotten back on Friday morning and I really appreciate those things. Those conversations that you gather from being able to be around all these enthusiastic people are they're difficult to replicate, I think, outside of these major conferences where you get all these passionate people that are so driven. One of the ones that I just wanted to share was I actually went out and had a very sober conversation with a few of my colleagues out at a bar uh, where we just got waters. We just talked about why. Why do we do what we do? And, and what what is the purpose of what we do? And how is it different than anybody else? And are we just attempting to do things and not, not really accomplishing things? And This two and a half hour conversation of why did we do what we did was, I'm walking away now just constantly now critically analyzing what I do. I'm walking away from that conversation just constantly, I'm just consistently thinking now about why is it that I did what I did or do what I do. Feeling actually like now moving forward, I'm going to apply those critical thinking skills to everything I'm doing. Making what I do so much better because I do that. The conversations I've had at Shape and the networking has made me a better teacher, a better researcher, and kind of just a better person. I think that, I think going to those things and meeting the people that are the the movers and the shakers in the field are, is is an experience that it's hard to appreciate until you've done it. But Uh, where you can gain skills and thoughts and knowledge. And I just really, really, really would recommend if you're able to go, to go to these conferences, to go up and introduce yourself to some of these people or to somebody that you think is enthusiastic, someone that you admire and to have a conversation with them about why, you know, why are you doing what you do and, and how did you come to this? And you sometimes really find out more about yourself from those conversations as well. And one last thing I wanted to discuss about the SHAPE conference was I also got to go to a few um, of our uh, special interest group meetings, which are about like our field and, and how SHAPE's working with APE and such. And um, I think those are really important as well. And it's where we can get a big group of us together where we normally can't meet, discuss what is going on in our field, what is important in our field, what are the things that we want SHAPE to help us with? And it sounded like from the meeting that I was at that a lot of the conversation was um, making sure we're more involved in a social media and we have a more social media presence, our, our presence on social media, as well as making sure that um, our professional development is direct and purposeful for our teachers uh, and making sure that we have a variety of APE-related uh, professional development given to our teachers throughout the school year. Um, All right. well with that, I'm going to now turn my focus a little bit more on this book review that the Developmental and Adaptive Physical Activity Assessment textbook, which has recently come out as a second edition. And I I think it's, I I really enjoyed reading it. And the biggest thing for me is that it felt like it was a really practitioner-friendly textbook. One that I, you know, I read a lot of textbooks and one that I really felt was very practitioner-friendly because... But it was also very friendly for researchers that might want to use different types of assessment tools uh, for their research. And the reason I say that is they gave a lot of like scenarios, real life scenarios through case studies saying like, okay, this is how you would use the Brockport or this is why. As well as like, here's some modifications one might want to use if they're using um, the TGMD or uh, the Brockport depending on the setting or the student depending on their disability or whatever it may be. As well though, from the research standpoint, they went through reliability and validity of all these assessments as well. They would say, okay, the TGMD was used with this number of students with visual impairments. And so that means that it's so reliable or so valid with this population. And they did that for every assessment, which I had not really seen in other uh, tools. So it was really friendly. And that's not to say that only researchers should be using that tool like that because it's actually very user friendly too for a practitioner to say okay i know that my assessments are supposed to be reliable and valid but where is that information where i can gather that like how do i know that something's reliable or valid well this textbook really gives it to you and says here's a level of validity and here's a level of reliability for this assessment because as you know that's the type that you're supposed to be using for uh, eligibility and really placement purposes for adaptive physical education as well Um, and, and they cover a ton of different topics within with different types of assessments. They talk about how to administer one, how to select the correct assessment tools, and they talk about all these different pieces that you might want to look at, such as motor development, uh, posture and gait. And then they had two new chapters that were on perception and cognition and then assessing behavior and social competence. Those chapters were had a little bit less content because I think they're newer as well as our field doesn't have as much it's an area that we still need to grow in in making um, strong assessment pieces on there. But with that I just thought that um, I thought the textbook was great and I was really excited that Human Kinetics reached out to me to have me review this book and I hope to do a few more like this in the in the future. Well with that we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna, you know well, it's a shorter podcast and we're going to have Monica Lepore on here soon, talking about she's visited all these different universities uh, in this last semester and looked at their practicum experiences working with children with disabilities in their university level and we really want to hear from her. As well as at SHAPE, um, I had about three or four people come to me and say, okay, I need to do this type of podcast, we need to talk about this, so we're going to have a number of different podcasts coming up that uh, the conversation stem from SHAPE. So. Um, Stay tuned, and thanks for listening as always.